shameful, profoundly upsetting and shocking. Those are just some of the terms charities dealing with homeless people used to describe the latest homeless figures, which reached a record high in December at 11,632. Among the homeless are 3,500 children, but it is single adults which accounted for the greatest increase. We're joined now by the Housing Minister, Dara O'Brien. Minister, good afternoon. Welcome to the programme. Good afternoon, Justin. You're welcome. Do you agree that those figures are, as the CEO of Focus Ireland described them, that they are shameful? Look, it's a really difficult situation. I work very closely with Focus Ireland. Actually, they're on the National Homeless Action Committee that I chair myself and our NGOs like Focus and DePaul and Peter McVerry Trust and others indeed play a really important role in tackling what's a really, really difficult situation. Uh, we brought in uh, extraordinary measures like the winter eviction ban. Uh, the figures, the numbers are too high, 11,632, as you say. Um, some small positives within it is that we've seen a reduction in the number of families presenting to emer- emergency accommodation. There's been a reduction there and we're seeing a levelling off. But fundamentally, to tackle this issue, uh, which is our number one priority, we need to see uh, people exiting from homelessness to safe and secure homes. And that's why it's very important as well, coupled with the figures that, that you've mentioned, which are which are stark and and are very challenging because behind those figures are families and our, our kids and our people, is that we're increasing the supply of new homes. And we did also publish last week um, the first year of Housing for All results, where we delivered 29,851 new homes, well above the target of 24.6. And within that, Justin, I think importantly is we're going to deliver the largest amount of new social homes uh, in decades. And that's really important too. But the situation certainly does remain very challenging, you know. Yes, and I'll ask you about social homes in a moment. But uh, you have been called on by, by homeless charities and by opposition parties to extend that winter eviction ban now beyond the end of March when it's due to expire. Are you going to do that? Well, firstly, the the eviction ban that we brought forward actually ends the end of March, but it's scaled. There's no cliff edge on it. It runs in many instances to the middle of June. And no decisions in relation to its extension or what will happen post that. Why not? Given given the figures that we have seen on Friday, why are there no decisions on that? Okay, well, that's December's figures. Okay, so, you know, we need to, we're, we're a month behind that. We have seen a significant levelling off. Uh, any measures that I can bring in that are going to help people in that regard, I will I will bring forward and that will be a cabinet decision. It is really important though, I think, and people do understand this, we're seeing exits from homelessness too, where people are getting safe and secure homes through new social homes, through vacant social homes coming back into use, of which I've brought back about 8,500 vacant social homes in the last okay. two and a half years. Okay. Can I just so ask I you though, Minister, just, 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 on, just, on, on, just, on, just on the eviction okay. ban, yes. um, are you open to the process of extending that ban if there isn't a, a, a sufficient exiting of homelessness in the coming in the next when the next figures are published. Any measures that I bring forward obviously have to be legal and consultation with the Attorney General and his office would, would take place. But we're keeping this under very, very close review. I look at look at the situation on a weekly basis as well. I engage with homeless services right across the country. We've put uh, more investment into emergency accommodation than we have done before. Uh, we've more investment in new homes uh, than ever before as well, and that's important. Okay, but, but are, look, you, are you suggesting, Minister, though, that, that, that the extension of the ban might not be legal? 
No, I'm not suggesting that at all. I'm saying any measures that I take, obviously, have to be have to be done in consultation with government colleagues and indeed with the Office of the Attorney General. And I'm also very conscious that measures that we take within particularly the private rental market, uh, we've got to ensure that they're uh, that they're calibrated and that they don't have an unintended consequence of of seeing a further uh, flight of uh, stock within that sector, which we've seen since 2016, particularly on the private individual landlords. Uh, a significant amount leaving uh, leaving the market and we've got to fill that gap and that's what we're doing but i i am you know obviously watching the situation and assessing it very closely any proposals uh in, in with regard to changes to it or indeed extensions would be brought to cabinet at the appropriate time we and that would be subject to consultation as well obviously with with the attorney general what i am saying to you as well is that the the protections that are there, additional protections that are there, particularly for tenants, uh, remain in place till the end of March, but to continue for most uh, until the middle of June. And it's not only from that sector, I might add, that people are presenting from either. We do have a significant increase in new presentations as well over the over the last year. Uh, you've mentioned as well, specifically in relation to the cohort of single, single men. So that's about ramping up the, the delivery of, of the appropriate accommodation for them. So such as one-bedroom apartments. So, you know, whilst the pauses in evictions and that do help, gives us breathing space to provide more stock, which we've done last year, a very significant increase, okay. I, as I mentioned earlier on. Yes, but you, I, but you, but you missed, keep... Minister, you missed your targets on, on social houses last year. And that's a, a big part of this problem, isn't it? No, that we... that the, the, there is nowhere for, for long-term homeless people to go because there's not enough social homes. Well, actually, Justin, we haven't published the figures for social housing. Well, the, the, the Taoiseach these, said in the Dáil, uh, six and a half thousand new social homes provided, provided last fairness, year, the, and your target was around nine thousand. No, well, the overall social housing target for 2022, to be very clear, was 10,500 mm. made up of new builds, leasing and acquisition. Uh, and I, I can say to you, we don't have the final returns from local authorities yet. We usually get them before the end of February and I'll publish the figures. It'll be significantly higher than the 6,500 new builds that uh, that was referenced in the public expenditure and report, uh, a public expenditure uh, report that was published and the Taoiseach clarified that after. So I can tell you very confidently that new build social homes will be significantly higher than that in the region to seven and a half to eight thousand, which will be up from five thousand the previous year. And I think by any fair assessment, people would see that as a very significant jump. Now the overall target is ten and a half thousand, and we will be very close to to uh, to reaching that target in 2022. And should we do that, that will be the highest amount of social homes delivered since 1975. Okay. Uh, well, and it is about bringing. We'll wait and see. Well, no, I can, I'm telling you, actually, Justin, with the best information that I have uh, and subject to the final returns coming in, uh, that that's the, that's the space of delivery that we will have on social homes for last year, which is a significant increase. Coupled with that, for the first time in a generation, we've delivered affordable homes for people to purchase and affordable homes for people to rent through cost rentals that didn't exist before. So the plan is starting to take hold. There are still many challenges and difficulties out there, and lots of people don't feel that and we have a lot more to do in this space but it has been a very good start uh, to the first year of housing for all where we're delivering basically 30,000 new build homes Wait. up from 20,000 the year before. Do you expect to see the numbers on uh, um, who are experiencing homelessness to fall this year? 
I hope so. And that's uh, that's our intention. Um, we've seen a levelling off of it. There are challenges uh, within it. It can be difficult to predict. And I'm being very honest with you on that. It can be difficult to predict uh, as to uh, the, the flows into, into homeless services. What I've got to make sure and which we're doing is that uh, those who uh, don't have a safe and secure home to live in have access to good emergency accommodation. And we're investing and have invested okay. more in that. We've additional emergency beds across Okay, I think we ha- we ha- may have lost the, the minister's line there, Minister. Can you hear us? Okay, mi- Minister. Sorry, we lost your we lost your yeah. line for for a second. I just want to move Apologies. on and, and, and ask you uh, about um, a, a, another problem, related problem, which is on top of the existing problem of homelessness. We're now also uh, starting to see uh, asylum seekers coming into this country, being forced mm-hmm. to sleep on the streets. Um, do do you accept what the Irish Human Rights and Equality Commission says that? Ireland is in breach of its international obligations under European law by allowing this to happen. Well, I think in fairness, context is really important. If you look back to this time last year, prior to the outbreak of the war in Ukraine, and no one would have even predicted that we would have nearly 70,000 uh, of our friends from Ukraine that were rightly accommodating here and that we've been able to do. Uh, and, and that has been an unprecedented response by, by the state because our people support us doing that. Uh, I think that needs to be recognised too. Yes, there certainly have been difficulties, particularly of, of late in relation to... Are, are we in breach of the law? Seeking... Are we in breach of... Of European regulations here. Well, well, Justin, if you look again at the the level of increase that people seeking international protection uh, to this state, we're doing everything we can mm. to make sure uh, that uh, those people are accommodated and accommodated appro- appropriately. But they, and the vast, but they're sleeping vast, on the streets, they, Minister. Sorry, Justin, could could I could I could I just conclude, please, if if you don't mind? Uh, the vast vast majority of them are getting the accommodation that they need. Again, it is very difficult to predict uh, numbers of people coming in week on week. And we're working very closely with my colleagues uh, in government and with Minister Roderick O'Gorman, who's been working very hard on this matter to make sure that we can address uh, the situations where it happens in a very, very small number of cases. Uh, still not not ones that we like to see where people haven't been offered accommodation when they come in, but they have been uh, the uh, a very small amount uh, of, of, of cases in relation mm-hmm. to the overall presentations. And I think by any fair estimation, uh, people will see that with the unprecedented influx that we've had of people who need our help and need yes. the but, state shelter, but, that we're doing that in the vast bulk of cases. But your, your colleague, your, your government colleague, uh, Joe O'Brien, says that we are in breach of our international obligations here. And he says the key flaw is that we're too reliant on the private market to provide accommodation. Is he right? Well, this is a cross-government approach uh, and like where my department feed into this is about is about helping in relation to refurbish, refurbishment of older commercial or educational facilities and that's ramping up and we've accommodated many thousands of people in settings like that which are more permanent and that, that's a good thing to do. Mm. But Joe is right in what he says, like we do have to, we, we have utilised uh, the, the private sector such as hotels and that and rightly so but I think to be fair, Anyone looking back um, in January of last year could not have predicted 
what had happened over the course of, of the 12 months since. And we have in the vast, vast majority of cases being able to accommodate people and we're continuing to do okay. that. Right. There have been a small number of cases that none of us want to see yes. on given evenings and, where, whereby people haven't been offered accommodation, but we're working hard and, to make sure and, that doesn't happen. And you made those points. Um, Minister, just one last uh, point before yes. I let you go. Uh, you announced during the week uh, new planning laws. Those laws uh, have enraged environmental groups who say that uh, they will drastically reduce the ability of the public and environmental groups to pursue judicial proceedings, judicial review proceedings on planning and environmental decisions, which they would view as unlawful. And they've also um, been criticised by members of the Green Party. Um, are you concerned that there are Green Party backbenchers who have raised concerns about this, that they will vote against this legislation? It is, the legislation I published uh, this week was the Consolidated Planning Bill, which is the most significant overhaul of planning in this country in well over 20 years. We've worked closely with government colleagues and with the Joint Directors Committee. All three parties have worked on this bill, which has been published. And I think most people will understand that we need a a fit for purpose uh, modern planning system that's underpinned by up-to-date legislation to deliver the homes and the infrastructure that we need in this country. But central to that will be uh, respecting and enshrining the right of people to have their say in planning. Okay. That's why, Justin, as planning minister, I got rid of the SHD okay. fast track planning uh, and brought planning okay. back we're, to the We're nearly out of time, so minister. But, your but, question, yes. so just to answer your question, I'm like, this legislation will go to pre-legislative scrutiny in the Joint Directors Committee. Uh, and I'm confident that this, this legislation will pass the doll uh, this year. I will actually want it passed by the end of the second quarter of this year because it's absolutely crucial. Okay. We've seen a reduction actually in judicial reviews significantly since I removed the fast track planning and brought planning back to the local authorities. We want communities to have their say and they will be absolutely right. able to have their say in this legislation too because that's crucially important. Housing Minister Dara O'Brien, thank you for talking to us today. Coming up You're after the welcome. break, Sunday Times Chief Sports Writer David Walsh on the push to allow Russian athletes to compete at the top level of sport.